Come on, preacher. You preach to us tonight, and you worship with him while he preaches. Give him some amens. Love, Brother Barnes. Amen. I don't know how many years he's been preaching here, but uh, it's been a blessing all these years, and it's a real blessing to have him as a member of the church. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. All right. I guess I'll preach three messages since I have a short one. Amen. <laughs> I told Brother Donald I had a short one, and that's about the closest I've seen him shout in about six months. Amen. And I love old brother Donald. I tell you, I appreciate him. And uh, we've got a little uh, photo album on the back there if you want to look a little bit about the house. And uh, we appreciate the Lord allowing us to be in it now about six weeks. And uh, so we're grateful for that. And uh, we appreciate that. Appreciate being here. We thank God uh, for the Bible Baptist Church. I thank God that I belong to the greatest Baptist church in America. Amen. And I believe that, and I thank God for my pastor and his family, and I believe his wife tries to walk with the Lord and be submissive, amen. And uh, you go to some churches and uh, you see a few things, and uh, so I thank God for our pastor and his wife and his family, and uh, we appreciate that. And uh, I appreciate the fact that uh, we got to enjoy Christmas in our new home yesterday, and uh, we appreciate that. And I, I thought about, as I was sitting there, that uh, when I was here in revival in September, that the different folks had went to my dad and said, is brother Bobby all right? He can't keep his, his pants up. He, is, he lost so much weight, is, is he dying? And uh, so I'm not dying, far as I know, amen. And, and because of all the, the holidays, I've gained eight pounds back, all right? And so I won't have to keep pulling up my britches tonight. Amen. And so, but you pray for us. We'll head out in the morning to Kentucky and see if we can straighten that crowd out up there. Amen. First Samuel chapter 28. No, I really, uh, I had a, a different things on my mind and my heart, and I, I really just got settled on this thought this afternoon. And uh, I thought about, I looked over there and and at Mary and thought about preaching a message on the, uh, Mary, the mother of our Lord, and really deal with the fact that, that uh, she praised God. You looked at verse 46 of Luke chapter 1, and, and she testifies all the way down to verse 55. She said, my soul doth magnify the Lord. And what a way really to go out uh, at the end of the, the year uh, praising God and testifying. And he uh, is worthy of our praise. And I do believe as I go from church to church, that's one thing that is uh, failing away from our churches. Thank God the Bible Baptist Church uh, uh, still loves to praise God. And I appreciate that. And appreciate you testifying. Amen. And uh, being able to brag on Jesus and what a privilege that is. Uh, and he is worthy tonight. He is worthy of our praise. And, and I bless his name. He's been good to me and uh, much better to me than what I deserve. I ought to be in hell tonight. But I don't have to go and I'm not going, and I bless his name for that, and I appreciate that. Then I thought about that uh, about soul winning. I thought that is one area in my life that I want to do better in. I, I pray God would help me. It isn't the fact that I believe that we don't want to tell people about Jesus, that we just have our mind so preoccupied that we don't witness as we ought to, and I'm asking Brother Dave, God help me. I was preaching the other night, uh, Brother Grant, about so winning. I said, if you never won anybody to Jesus, you ought to pray that God help you win someone personally uh, in 2019. And the Lord said, you know, that'll work for you too. And I said, that's exactly right. So I said, Lord, you help me personally uh, win somebody to the Lord, not through preaching, but personally dealing with somebody, uh, win someone to the Lord, amen? 
And uh, so that was the first two messages. And, and look at me, First Samuel chapter 28. You know the story about Saul here and how that, uh, of course, uh, that uh, Philistines had come to uh, invade uh, Israel and, and Saul had sought the Lord and couldn't find him and, and uh, Samuel passed away. And, and let's look in verse eight, if you will. And Saul disguised himself and put on other raiment and he went and the two men with him and they came to the woman by night and he said, I pray thee, divine unto me by the familiar spirit and bring me him up whom I shall name unto thee. And the woman said unto him, Behold, thou knowest what Saul hath done, how he hath cut off those that have familiar spirits and the wizards out of the land. Wherefore then layest thou a snare for my life to cause me to die? And Saul swear to her by the Lord, saying, As the Lord liveth, there shall no punishment happen to thee for this thing. And then said the woman, Whom shall I bring up unto thee? He said, Bring me up Samuel. When the woman saw Samuel, she cried with a loud voice and the woman spake to Saul saying, why hast thou deceived me? For thou art Saul. The king said unto her, be not afraid for what sawest thou? The woman said unto Saul, I saw God descending out of the earth and he said unto her, what form is he of? And she said, an old man cometh up and he is covered with a mantle. I thought about this tonight. If you remember in the Old Testament, you remember Elijah had passed that mantle on to Elisha. Matter of fact, when he passed by, he threw it on Elisha when Elisha was plowing. And I thought about this tonight. I thought about nobody wants the mantle. Samuel should not have had that mantle. That mantle should have got passed on. I wanna look at three things tonight. And we'll go to the house. Uh, first of all, let me say, uh, I guess by way of introduction, that I feel like that most people don't want the mantle because of the responsibility of the mantle. Uh, we're talking about reading and praying. You know, that's amazing. And that, that is so simple, brother, lad, in our life, reading and praying. But you'd be surprised how many people don't do it consistently. Uh, you'd be surprised that there's preachers that don't read and pray consistently. And I don't know about you young preachers, but you really need to learn to get that in your heart uh, consistently, amen. And so a lot of time we don't want the mantle because of, of the responsibility. But then I thought about uh, the, what it represents. It represents holiness and amen. consecration. I, I, nobody has ever trembled when I came to town. Uh, but the Bible said when Samuel came to town, uh, they trembled. You know why? Because he was a man of God and he had holiness about him uh, and he had a mantle about him. I'm telling you, I've never been worried about the fame uh, and the popularity. I don't care about being on Facebook and doing selfies. I don't care about my name being up on the line. Uh, i tell you what I want. Uh, I want the Holy Ghost to touch me uh, and to help me uh, and to give me a mantle while I'm a preaching. I can't do anything. It's got to be him. There must be uh, the Holy Ghost that'll help a man to preach. Uh, if he don't have the mantle, I don't care how much education. I don't care how big words he used. There's got to be another wind from another world if something is going to get done. Amen. Amen. And we have lost that today. 
We have lost that today. There is so little preachers, and I am not boasting, but there are so little preachers that get up with that anointing anymore. And I don't know the answer because a lot of them I know live for Jesus. But something's missing. <laughs> it may be that they're seeking that fame and popularity. Oh, I, I must decrease. He must increase. I've got to have that mantle. I, I don't know about you. I, I told him when I surrendered to preach, I, I, I still every now and then, I guess everybody does. Uh, you get nervous from time every, every now and then. And I remember, Brother Charles, when I told the Lord that I'd surrender, I said, Lord, you know I get so nervous in front of people. I, I cannot do that. If I'm gonna do it, you have got to help me. Uh, that is the only way. Uh, and I'm telling you, if you'll always do that and say, Lord, you have got to help me. Amen. It doesn't matter uh, how much we know. It doesn't matter uh, how much we prepare. I'm telling you, we have got, you've got to have that. You do have to study. Don't misunderstand me. But there's got to be a wind from another world. There's got to be a breeze from heaven. Uh, there's got to be a mantle. I've sat in services uh, and it'd be as quiet uh, as a church mouse. Uh, and then a Holy Ghost filled preacher would get up uh, and start preaching and the wind start blowing. Uh, and I'm uh, telling you that it's necessary. I'm telling you we've got to have it. I need it more tonight uh, than anything in this world. I've told the Lord, I must have you. I've got to have that mantle. Amen. You young men, you've got to have that mantle. Study and learn and be prepared, but get in that closet and get that mantle. Oh, that is so important. Amen. I tell you what, uh, the song, the song leader has to have it. Uh, the piano player has to have it. Amen. Uh, those who sing special, I like it when people are involved. I like it when the Sunday school teacher gets up and the wind starts blowing. I like it when testifying is going on and the wind starts blowing. I like it. Thank God uh, when he gets in the house. Hallelujah! And the wind starts blowing. I don't know about you, but I like it. Oh, when he comes in the house, I like it, praise God, when the wind is a moving, amen. Amen. I've got to have it, hallelujah. Brother Danny, I've got to have it. I can't operate without it, amen. I tell him I need him, praise God. It represents holiness, a consecration. And I'm afraid we're not there. I was listening last night on YouTube to Adrian Rogers. You know what he said? You know how large con congregation he had? He said, there's a lot of people in this building this morning that you're not ready for the judgment seat of Christ because he said you live for yourself. And I thought, what about that? You know why? Because we don't want that holiness and consecration and that is why we don't have the mantle. Uh, go with me, if you will, uh, to 1 Samuel chapter 8. Uh, this, this may be a little bit longer than a short preacher. I don't know. Uh, uh, 1 Samuel chapter 8. I, I want to give you three things. Number one, let's, let's look in verse 3 of chapter 8. The first 
group that we see that didn't want the mantle was his children. The Bible said in verse three, and his sons walked not in his ways, but turned aside after, he said turn after here, and took bribes and perverted judgment. They turned aside after lucre and perverted judgment. Two things, two things that the children chose. Number one, prosperity. They chose prosperity over the mantle. Boy, how many have we seen do that? Me and Brother Dave was talking on yesterday and there's a certain fellow that I had mentioned and I said that man used to be for the Holy Ghost. But I said, I tell you what got a hold of him. He got a fistful of money and got money in his pocket. And then all of a sudden he began to think that he didn't have to answer to nobody. And he raised himself up. It's all right to have money. And just as long as money don't have you. Amen. And amen. A prosperity. How many have traded a dollar bill for that anointing here? And hear me well, young people. Here's what happened when you get 17, 18, uh, you'll go get a job and you ought to. It's normal to work. Say amen right there. Uh, but the problem is uh, a lot of time when you go full time into the workforce uh, because of today, the world don't care about God. A lot of jobs, uh, you've got to miss church. You've got to make up your mind uh, what you're going to do. Uh, if you're going to take a job where you work Sunday and you make more money or you go to church uh, and you make less money. I know some of you. Uh, people in our church already got their jobs and they got to work. I'm not a complaining about it. I'm telling young people, go ahead uh, and make up your mind that you're going to stay in the house of the Lord and do not take money over the mantle. Amen. It may cost you a couple more dollars an hour to go to church on Sunday, but the dividends is out of this world. <laughs> I'd rather be sitting Sunday morning on the front pew and the Holy Ghost fill my soul and me, hallelujah, take a spell than it would be that I was working and making time and a half. Amen? Oh, yeah. Hey, uh, sometime you have to work. I understand that. Man ought to make a living. Ain't got no complaints about it. But what I'm saying is his boys, uh, they chose, they chose prosperity over uh, the mantle. I say um, I'd rather be a beggar with a nickel in my pocket with the joy of God in my soul and to be able to get up every morning and place my hand in his and to walk with him, amen, than to be a millionaire and never have the breath of heaven or to blow across my soul or to never get up in the morning and to fellowship with the holy God. I'd rather I have nothing and live in a tent, but thank God be able to get up in the morning and talk to him, amen. Amen. I'd rather have Jesus, hallelujah. They said, we don't want the mantle. We'd rather have prosperity. I've seen a lot of people sell out Jesus. Judas sold him for 30 pieces of silver. Can I say something to Judas? He's worth a whole lot more than that. Hallelujah. <laughs> you know what? I've watched people. Donnie is a fellow who used to go to the church that me and dad was a member of. I believe I'll see Donnie in heaven. Donnie lived for Jesus for 10 solid years. He's an old drunk. 
I mean, I mean a sock drunk. Been through all the AA, AA clinics and been through all the dry out clinics. And he's tried everything. Then he got born again. Oh, oh, Donnie, oh, Donnie got saved, started filling the pew full of old drunks and sinners. And I mean, lived for God for 10 years. The old devil said, we got to do something about this. And he took him from making $35,000 a year at a little factory to putting him selling cars back in the 90s when things were booming. And he started making $100,000 a year. And he started missing on Wednesday nights when that was his day off. He had scheduled Wednesday to be his day off so he could go to church. So he started working on his day off. You know why? To make a dollar. Donnie's been voted out of her church twice, right out of the Church of Galilee. Donnie lays around sometimes two or three weeks and won't get out of the bed. He's been in the mental ward since all of this. You, you hear me? I, I still believe I'll see Don in heaven because I saw him live for God for 10 years. But I tell you what happened, prosperity. Donnie used to sing and he'd cry and he'd shout. But you know what? The devil got him chasing a dollar. I got news for you. Oh, you can have all the money in the world. I'm telling you, uh, I'd rather have Jesus. I'd rather have the glory of God in my soul. I'd rather be able to sing in a choir and the glory come down. I'd rather preach uh, and have the touch of God in my life than being a millionaire, amen. Oh, I'm telling you what, don't let prosperity take away that mantle. Amen. Number two, they perverted judgment, the Bible said. They changed the word. They changed the Bible. Is any one of these all right? They changed the Bible to suit themselves. That kind of sounds like today. Well, that's the way you see it. <laughs> no, that's the way everybody's supposed to see it. The Lord never did just say anything. He always meant what he said and said what he meant. Amen. But we've changed it today. There is men, Brother Burns, there's men who taught me and they don't believe what they even taught me. They, they don't even believe anymore what they taught me. They taught me standards. They taught me conviction. They taught me how to live. And they taught me how to dress. And they taught me how to walk with God. They taught me what not to do and where not to go. They taught me that. And then today the they've changed that, you see. Oh, I'm telling you what they taught me was still right. And by the good grace of God, we're going to finish out doing what they taught me to do. Amen. I'd rather have that mantle than try to change the word of God to fit my, my way of living, amen. Let's just, let's just be honest, we've made excuses for it because we like to do it. <laughs> oh, it's quiet, isn't it? I tell you what, to be honest with you, some of y'all have been in church a long time like I have. You know it, that the way things are today, they wouldn't happen 25 years ago. Probably vote half of us out. Say amen right there. I'll tell you what, uh, it's just because, you know what? But I'll tell you what happens when you do that, you don't get that mantle. When you try to change that word of God to suit you instead of saying, oh Lord, it's not my brother, it's not my sister, it's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. Amen. 
How many have perverted judgment in our day? I'm talking about men of God. I'm talking about men that we used to know. Men that probably even preached in this pulpit that don't believe anything that they used to and now call us legalists. You know what? A lot of people call this church legalistic because we have a man of God that preaches on the way you ought to live and the way you ought to dress and what you do and where you go. And I thank God that I do. Hallelujah. I thank God we don't have a hireling. We don't have one who's for sale but he'll tell us what the Lord expects from us out of the book amen we all don't live like we ought to but we ought to strive to I don't want to try to change the word and lose that mantle I'd rather say Lord would you help me to do as you bid me to do that I may keep that mantle in my life that I may still have that fragrance that fellowship that getting up I tell you I've really enjoyed my study Uh, in my camper I had one end or the other to pray and now I can go in there and shut that door and be able brother laddie to talk to Jesus Hallelujah. That fellowship. I'm telling you, I don't want to change my life and lose that mantle. The children, they didn't want it. Can I say number two in verse four through nine? The church didn't want it. Verse four, they didn't want any submission. They didn't want anybody to reign over them. They didn't want the Lord to be in control. Can I say, when you and I don't have the mantle, Brother David, it's because we want to have control. You know one thing about this flesh that I hate? I hate it. It fights for control every day, every morning. It wants to do its own thing. It don't want to submit to authority from heaven, but you've got to let that man that's inside of you to control this old dirty, rotten, good-for-nothing flesh of yours. Uh, You know what, some of you, uh, you've never done a lot of bad things, and you think, man, how can they do that? I've got news for you. Your flesh is just as rotten, and thank God you haven't done all of that, but if you don't let the Holy Ghost that lives within you control you, you're just as capable as doing anything as anybody else, amen. The men who have lost their marriages because of unfaithfulness, there's not a man in here that's above that. God help us all to crucify that old wretched flesh. Amen. That old rotten flesh, I I hate it. Every now and then, you know what I say? I hate you. I hate this flesh. I'll be glad, thank God, when we get rid of it. Hallelujah. When we get a new body, won't that be a day that will never fail him again, never have to crucify the flesh again? But thank God John said we're going to be like him. What a day that'll be. Hallelujah. What a blessing that is. Amen. No submission. They didn't want anybody to reign over them. Very few people in our congregations live in Canaan's land. I know some of y'all go on vacation, Brother David just did and others, and you go to other churches and you see what's out there. Then you come back to here and say, hallelujah for the Bible Baptist Church. But you know what? Even in Bible Baptist Church, we've got folks that come that they don't want him to reign over them because then he says, okay, stop doing that. 
I don't want you to go over there no more. You need to turn them friends loose. You don't need to wear that, that anymore. You need to stop that over here. And see, we don't like that. This flesh don't like it. But I'm telling you, if you want the mantle in your life, you better learn to submit to that authority. I like when I hear his voice and he speaks to me. I want to be obedient. I tell you what, I don't want him, Brother Danny, had to tell me two and three times. I want to hear that voice. Sometimes I'm so sorry. He's got to tell me two and three times before I obey. And God help us to be obedient and be submissive. I want the mantle. Amen. They didn't want to submit. Verse 8, they didn't want to serve. He said, you served other gods. You know, one thing you said in the Old Testament, Israel always kept running back to Baal. They always kept running back to a false god. They wanted to, they wanted to worship a false god that done nothing for them. Why would we want to leave the one who does everything for us? Why do we want to leave the one who does help us when we're overwhelmed? How many times has he helped me in the last 46 years? How many times have I went to him and said, I, I did it again. I blew it again. Would you forgive me? And he'll wrap him arms around me and said, absolutely. Hallelujah. How many times? Why in the world do we have prone to wonder? Why are we prone to leave the God I love? God help us, amen. Ought to be willing to serve him. Serve him, amen. Preacher preached Sunday morning, the first Sunday in December. We always were wanting to come to that because that's our dinner where we can social, socialize with the church. And he preached that morning about working. And I said, Lord, I don't want to be a lazy person. I don't want to be a lazy spiritual person. December, I slow down a little bit. And I'll be honest with you. I was a little lazy these past few weeks from all the work on building the house. Praise God. But you know what? I said, Lord, I don't want to be lazy spiritually. I want to serve. I want, I, I want to be busy about the Father's business. There's always something to do for Jesus. <laughs> well, a lot of you involved in all the play and all the work that goes involved in all of that and, and everything that's been done. You know what? That's, that's for Jesus. That's working for Jesus. He, he, he keeps a record of that. Hallelujah. I remember Brother Daryl Hayes is a fellow I used to preach with at Billy Balls many years ago. Every year, the Missions Jubilee. And Brother Hayes' wife was bedridden about, he said, about 85% of the time. And so one time he come in to come into the house and from a trip and he said, honey, he said, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to start taking my shirts to the cleaners like I do when I'm on the road. And he said, tears begin to run down her cheeks. And she said, please don't take that from me. She said, that's at least something I get to do for him. She said, that's, that's at least a little something that I get to do. You see, that's the way it ought to be. It's for him. Amen. That the, the church, they didn't want to serve. Then lastly, and I'm done, his companion, David, he, he didn't get the mantle. You know why? Two things. Number one, because he got distracted by the pursuit of the enemy. He got distracted by Saul chasing him. Don't get your mind so involved with the devil. The devil will bother you. He'll hinder you. But you got to keep your mind on the goal. Amen. David did not get that mantle <clears throat> because he got distracted by the pursuit of the enemy. I heard a fellow say the other day, he said that this, 
young boy in his class, the teacher said to get out a piece of paper and said, uh, put on one side all the good things uh, about the Lord. Flip it over on the back and put all the bad things about the devil. And so he did that and everybody turned him in and she looked at it, Brother David, and there wasn't nothing bad about the devil. And she said, Johnny, did you, you misunderstand uh, that I, I asked you to put good things about the Lord and bad things about the devil? He said, well, ma'am, he said, when I got to thinking about the good things about the Lord, I didn't have no room for the devil. Amen. <laughs> what about that? You know what? Uh, keep your mind on the Lord. Amen. I, I tell you what, you get your mind on the devil and it'll drive you crazy. David didn't get the mantle. David didn't get the mantle because of the pursuit of the enemy. Can I say number two, because of the pressure of the enemy. You know what Saul tried to do? Brother Grant, he tried to get him to marry his daughter, Michael. And you know what he said? She would be a snare unto him. Man, isn't that a nice father-in-law? <laughs> I want you to marry my daughter so she can drive you crazy. Amen. <laughs> but what she he knew that she would be a snare unto him spiritually. And she turned out to be an issue. She didn't like it when he was dancing before the Lord. She didn't like it when he was giving God all the glory and praising God. <laughs> Oh yeah, I've seen, I've seen it both ways. I've seen it where the wife would be a shout and the husband don't like it. Or the husband and that wife just sit there, hey, you know what? You don't have to shout to be spiritual. That don't mean you're spiritual if you shout. But praise God, if someone doesn't likes it beside of you, don't get upset, praise God. If it bothers you, move, hallelujah, amen. I like it myself. Hey, hey. Uh, that didn't cost you nothing, that was free. But David here uh, didn't get to mantle because... He got distracted by the pressure of the enemy. Three things that happened. Number one, because the children didn't get the mantle, they lost a legacy. They never got to follow in their daddy's footsteps and judge Israel. You know how many times we've seen that in churches? The children never get that same. There's like, there's like a, something lacking uh, between the children and that, that daddy, that generation. May God help us tonight. The children, they lost a legacy. The church, they were without a leader. From, from king to king to king, uh, they just kept, they just kept uh, going into sin, leading them in a mess. They were without a leader. And David, <coughs> David, who the companion had a life of tragedy, just one thing after another because he didn't get the mantle. I don't know about you, but I want the mantle tonight. I want to mantle in my life. I, I tell the Lord often that I can't do it. And I don't want to ever be able to do it. I, I don't want to ever get to the point in my life that I think that I can. Because I, I can't. I need his wisdom. I need his direction. My mind, <clears throat> it don't operate, Brother Dave, as some of others. I have to really dig and, and I ask the Holy Ghost to illuminate my mind. And to help me, but I tell you more than anything, Brother Laddie, I want him to touch me. I want him to touch me. I remember years ago when I was in Bible college, Dr. Seitler let the custodian's pastor who was in North Carolina to come and to preach that night. And I thought it was odd 
because this man got up and he didn't have a jacket on, a suit, you know, suit jacket and, and just a tie. And he got up and he began to read and he messed it all up and couldn't read well. You know what this young preacher said to himself? <laughs> Boy, old Doc missed it tonight. This old fellow, he can't even read it. He's going to make the biggest mess out of this thing. But I tell you, something happened. <laughs> he grabbed him. Big old hands on each side of that pulpit and begin to preach. And I'm telling you, heaven fell in that building. And God, the Holy Ghost said to me, you see, boy, that's right there is what's important. That man preached with more anointing than I could remember in a long time. And I'm telling you, there was 800 people in that building that night. When he gave the invitation, they was lined up almost all the way back to the back. That old mountain preacher, he had what was needed he had the touch. Let's stand if you would, please. Come play us a song, sing or whatever you're going to do. You might need to come talk to the Lord tonight about that mantle in your life. About that mantle in your life. As they sing tonight, let the Lord help you. Let the Lord help you tonight.